Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bros on Beers podcast. This is Flex Ruffus, and I'm here tonight with Pearl and the Professor. How are you doing tonight, Pearl? Oh, bit tired. Bit tired. Hang in there. Going on. Pearl's a bit uh indulged a little bit too much, uh, perhaps last night. Still recovering. You, you, you know what the cure for that is? More <laughs> little hair of the dog. The cure for everything. That's right. And Professor, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. It's it's a, it's a good night, middle of the week, hanging in there. Yeah, a little cooler weather today. I was I was happy with that. I, I like the cooler weather. It's kind of fall-like yeah. almost. Yeah, I think it's actually hotter in my house than it is outside. I open the windows and nothing changes. <laughs> so uh, I saw you you got out a bit today. Girl, yeah. Where yeah. are you yeah. Uh, venturing? Well, we... Uh, I'm a teacher, so we finished up yesterday. So uh, a bunch of teachers went out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. You're you're a teacher? Yeah, Pearl is a teacher. Yes. What are you saying? That male escort stuff wasn't real. Um. <laughs> well, one's a hustle. The other one's a hustle. One's a career. So. <laughs> I mean, I do make more one way than the than the other. But uh, so anyway, so we the, uh, the state of New Jersey's background checks are severely lacking. <laughs> <laughs> It's accepted now. The world is a more accepting place. It's no, that's what, our, our kids were done uh, last week. So Friday was our last day. Yeah, my kids in Point Pleasant were done on Friday as well. But um, yeah, we were t- we were yesterday. So I mean, we were still only going to one twenty any anyway, and uh, they collected the computers, so there was no like virtual learning still because I still had four students that were or that were virtual to the end of the year. So. Never saw him the entire year. It was kind of weird. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, like, you know, I, I never, uh, I was never in my daughter's classroom. I don't, I don't even, well, I was in the school a couple of times, but I, yeah, I never saw her classroom. That was another topic that I wanted to bring up, possibly. Um, what do you mean in the classroom as far as seeing how the setup was? Well, just, yeah, I mean, usually, you know, back to school night, stuff like that, you, you go into yeah. the classroom. See, I mean, she's in fourth grade, so it's, you know, Usually you still see the classroom, see what they're, you know, some of the stuff that they're doing. Meet a teacher in person. Right. Well, I, I did meet the teacher a couple of times. Like she, oh, okay. she did like a, she was nice. She did like a meet and greet at, um, at a dog park actually. And she brought her dog uh, to meet the kids and she got like the class, whoever could get together. She had them, you know, meet, meet there in town. Be a new teacher kind of like young. No. No, oh. she she's been there a while. I think. I mean, she's you know she's not old, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I I do a lot, but that would take a lot to have a meet and greet with the parents like that. <laughs> it was yeah, it was more for just getting the kids out. I, this this actually it was actually I think when they weren't um they weren't really in school a lot. Um, yeah, I think they were going like you know two days a week or something. So um, mm-hmm. so it was just an opportunity to kind of get everybody together. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we ended up having like a barbecue. We had like stations, so each class was, you know, had like a fifty foot by fifty foot area, and they had like a gymnasts there. It was pretty neat. Uh, some animals and uh, some like boardwalk games and some some other things. So it was pretty well put together. Kids got to 
do things. Yeah, like a fun day celebration. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice. But anyway, it's a late night. So today I just uh, had had my kids, actual kids today and uh, went for a hike, got outside, kind of shook it all off. And here we are now. So usually I have a few pre-podcast beverages, but uh, <laughs> I've not done that. <laughs> it's not going to be the high enthusiasm here. Maybe I won't. Ah, so you're, you know, I went the opposite route. I planned not to. <laughs> But I'm on number four, so we're. <laughs> I'll have to the last ten minutes of the uh, podcast this time, maybe. Yeah, what's the IPA of mine? Six point eight, so it's not that bad either. Well, look at it this way: maybe you'll remember the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you won't be asking tomorrow if we did a podcast. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> like this has happened to me. <laughs> Well, it's funny the opposite too. When we talk about doing a podcast, and then you wake up and you really are like, well, wait, we didn't do one, did we? Not did we do one? <laughs> well, here, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease my new segment for the evening, which is related to this. Very it's nice. Listening to the last podcast that I that that I was on, uh, I was pretty far gone on that one, and I don't remember too much of the end of it. And so my new segment is stuff I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> after listening <laughs> yeah and, and uh, along those lines sometimes there are things that even during the podcast i'm thinking that i want to say and then i i forget to say it afterwards you know you kind of go off on a tangent and you never get back there and then there's the stuff that we talk about wanting to talk about in another episode and those, oh, yeah, <laughs> those yeah, 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 things yeah. often get for forgotten as well yeah, I, I mean, we've been teasing lyrics for this song in almost at the end of every episode, and our song still has no lyrics. It'll be uh, season two. Uh, the song has lyrics. You just haven't heard no, no, them that's yet. That's true. The song does have lyrics, but they are unreleased. <laughs> that's going to be uh, at least forty-five minute discussion. <laughs> well, you know, Pearl, it's up to you. Whenever you want to do that, it's it's you know, you you put the song together. Well, I think so, we have to have it stated yeah beforehand because you know it would make our podcast like three hours long. I think just because we have all the other stuff. Maybe we leave out a uh, stream of the week, which mine was a mess this week too. So, upon doing research with my stream of the week, week I realized that the show was canceled after season one. So, oh, unlike your last stream of the week where you watched forty-five minutes of one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks good. I saw. I... <laughs> which one was that? That was, what was? Which one was that? You got me now. <laughs> no, that was that was lit. That was actually pretty good. I'm watching that oh, with somebody. Yeah, so that was only, glitch. That's right. I can only watch that when uh, she's over. So I'm, we're watching that together. <laughs> oh, there's a she. There's a she. Yeah. Oh, not nice. A, not a she. She. But I don't know. Going, it's going to start sounding weird. Uh, a friend, yeah. There's an oyster for your pearl. Let me. Oh, oh God. Let me know what you want to cut out of this one, uh, Pearl, all right? Oh, I'm sorry. Is your name actually Oyster? Was I not supposed wow. to say that? <laughs> well, it's one of those, like, uh, it's a plush one. So it's nice and soft, you know? Anyway. What are we drinking? Yeah. Seems like yeah, I mean you're you're the uh the sober one oh, there, Pearl. So yeah, 
when you and kick I did us off. One, so I am about uh, three quarters of the way through with this one. So I'd originally thought someone had already done this uh, brewery. It's Rusty Rail Brewing. Um, not that that matters, but the, the town Muff, um, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. It's about four hours from here. Um, after doing a lot of research on it, um, it seems like an awesome brewery because not only is it is it a brewery, um, but they have it's like a three floor building, and uh, in the building they have like the main brewery and all that. But they have like a brew pub, so they have like a full restaurant um, on one of the floors. It's there's a beer garden with another uh, bar restaurant. Uh, excuse me, uh, with food up there. They have like Pool tables, uh, shuffleboard, uh, foosball, a bunch of cool things. And believe it or not, on the third floor, which they actually look really cool, they have suites you can uh, stay overnight. So they have about seven rooms, I think, and they showed pictures of the rooms, and they're pretty cool looking. Like they have like the sliding barn doors for like the, the doors and like some cat, nice couch. Um, fairly cheap. It's like $200 a night. Um, and lots of good beers, it seems like. I wanted to read some of the beers uh, in a little bit that they actually have on tap there because some of them seem pretty pretty interesting. But the one I have here is uh, called the Fog Monster. Uh, it's New England IPA, 6.8 ABV, and again, only about halfway through the first one. It's pretty good. Um, quoted as uh, a juicy and fruity with a medium body and finish. Um, I don't have a new one to crack right here, but uh, here it is. <laughs> A fog monster. That's interesting. Fog monster. Yeah. The other the other ones. Let me ask. Uh, since you just mentioned that, the taste the, the the tastes of them seem interesting. Some things that would be cool. There's one that's a white chocolate and macadamia nut. Uh, it's called um, luminous. I'm not sure it's good in a beer. <laughs> well, it just sounds good. I don't know why. They have. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find some interesting ones here. The fool's gold. It's an imperial peanut butter. Um, taste, uh, it said something about banana flavor and things like that. I think it was Imperial Stout. I oh think. my god, that's a Happy Weizen? Imperial Peanut Butter Happy Weizen. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's why I think weird. But that, that one, another one, a Honey Almond Ale, it's called the Golden Elixir. Like, Honey Almond, I love almonds, so. Uh, this one seemed cool. It was called Sidetrack number 64. It's called a citrus milkshake ipa that sounds pretty good so, um I've, yeah there's a there's a lot of ipas that are they're called milkshakes now right they're the ones where they spike it with lactose mm -hmm. oh, really? yeah, yes. yeah i know source does a lot of those um source brewing in cold snack yeah yeah last week we talked about um was it lupulin i don't know if a professor yeah, you know well, about that's right yeah because that's like more scientific than just the hops. It's the, is it like the spores on the, on the hop or something kind of like with some good, like marijuana, like with the, the yellow, like flakes that are on a. Yeah. Right. It, it has to do with, yeah. I think it has to do with the, the, the length you let it grow. Right. Like, so like they, they yeah, it's, it's about the shape of the plant of the, of the hops. Cause the hops has a very unique shape. It looks like a little, you know, almost like a little pineapple, a little, a little nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, seems seems pretty. Yeah, cool. milkshakes. I I have I have one in my fridge from another uh, brewery, which I'm not doing tonight. But it's it's a like a raspberry marshmallow milkshake, and it, you can actually taste the marshmallow. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it, it the, the lactose gives it that like thick, like flavor. Well, that's what the citrus. I, I like like you know, 
the fruity flavors. So like an orangey kind of milkshake seems like that would be pretty, pretty good. But they all they have all these on draft there. Um, what it looked like, and there was a bunch more too. But uh, key lime ale, that seemed pretty cool. Um, but uh, I wanted to look. I wonder if it tastes like a Coors Twist. There's there's a boardwalk Ooh. reference. Yeah, probably that one. The orange and lactose mixture. And th this, uh, they have an event in Mifflinburg. Because I also looked up Mifflinburg just to see where it where it is. And it was this thought of that. Um, that the office episode with the, when they were celebrating Christmas, we discussed this with some of the, the stuff there, but it was Christ Kindle market, which it's a German like Christmas celebration that they have out there every year. Oh, so the bell schnickel made an appearance. That's what it seemed like it. I don't know what it's, I wanted to look it up more, but I forgot to do that. I have it written down, but I wanted to look that up because it, it seems like it'd be a cool place, like a cool little city. They got a bunch of covered bridges and small little town. They said they built the brewery in an area where it's not really around colleges and other things. The, it was actually made by people kind of like us. Um, they started in 19. They started in 2013. Uh, just craft drinkers, like, you know, individual small brewery craft drinkers. They decided to make their own beer. And they started off small, as most do. And, uh, you know, obviously grew, you know, to, I forget the mm -hmm. specifics, but some huge production. Um, it looks like their brewery is more, I mean, I don't want to say not about the beer, but they're trying to branch off because they also have a lot of weddings at their um, location. And, you know, oh, yeah, they got a, yeah, you have a hotel, it's a destination, right? Yeah, and I could see that. Yeah. And similar to that or like that, I would like to, you know, try some new places. You know, we're gonna see what this Chris Kindle it is next. Well, December. you know, there's we. Historically, we've done quite a lot of hiking in in middle Pennsylvania area, right? So four hours into Pennsylvania, that's it. That's a yeah. That's what it's about. Uh, it's about four hours. It looks like it's kind yeah. of like right in the middle of Pennsylvania. That's um, mm -hmm. well, three and a half. So it looks interesting. The beer is um, the beer is uh, that I just had, the Fog Monster, very good. Um, they had two. At the uh, liquor store that I just went to, and I forget what the other one was, but um, what do you guys think? Um, I see this a lot, too. We mentioned um, milkshake, but when they say crushable and a crushable IPA, I don't know what that means. Do you guys have any idea what that means? Is that it means just it's, a, it's, it's drinkable. Drinkable? Yeah. Like it's not too heavy? Yeah. You can crush them. Oh, okay. Because I've been seeing that on a lot of different things, too. And one of the IPAs, I think that... There's one called the 365. It's a modern IPA. It said it was crushable. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. But you crushing, bro. <laughs> Speaking of uh, that, that kind of Pennsylvania area, going going camping this uh, this weekend actually, leaving early Friday morning in Gettysburg, which oh, cool seems like it's only 20 minutes out of the way to stop at the Trogues Brewery. Yeah, it's not that uh, far on the way back. So I don't know. I'll see if I am. I'm, it's it's a Boy Scout trip, so I'll see if I have to cart any other Boy Scouts um, home. But if not, uh, if it's just uh, my son and I, we might just have to make a stop there on the way back. Yeah, that was a good. Well, if you do, you just make a accidental wrong turn and have to ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run into this business and ask where we have to go. <laughs> 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 but like but that would be the worst though with a car full of boy scouts you make the wrong turn be like oh it's the hershey park exit they're like yay <laughs> no we're just stopping here and picking up beer we gotta go 
<laughs> but you can't tell anybody about this. <laughs> Another there's, voice. Actually, there's a place that we go up. Um, it's like a summer camp way in upstate New York. And you, you drive right past a brewery. And it's like, it's like five minutes from the, the campground. It's, uh, we, we always, and we, ha- we always have to leave people like adults there to like oversee what's going on with the scouts. So we, we kind of set up at least one of the days we set up like a little, uh, exchange program where like two people go <laughs> out and <laughs> a rotation <laughs> system. Two people go out, yeah. Well, you said I missed it. I was, I was getting another of these, this fine fog monster beer here. Uh, you said you're going to Gettysburg. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a Boy Scout. That trip. was another uh, The Office episode. When they, they oh, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, he took them. and I forget what yeah. that was. It was like relation to like Debbie Does Dallas. They had war on their hats. I He's don't like, remember that, but I'll have to, I'll have to watch that one again um, tomorrow before we go. But uh, it was fun. Was that the one where they, they, they wanted to get like pies or something from the pie stand on the side of the road when they rented the bus is that the same episode or was that different it might be different in this one they he wants them to do something on the bus but they just watch a movie or the whole ride out (laughs) i'll have to check that out yeah it was good so my uh selection tonight is i i saw this in the store a local uh liquor store that has has um has some rare things or some unusual things. It's called Back to Reality, and I just thought the this is one of those like ones where the can just kind of caught my eye. Um, it's got a DeLorean on it. It's got the whole Back to the Future look and feel. Uh, I thought it looked kind of cool. It's actually it's a brewery called Three Threes out of Hamilton, New Jersey, which is kind of like uh, the central south, the central part of South Jersey. And it seems, I mean, you know, the, the information that they have about the brewery is, is pretty bare bones. It seems like they're, they're fairly new. You know, they, have a, they, have, they do have some stuff on tap there. Um, the back to reality is it's an IPA, um, 6% ABV. Uh, it says a, a bright IPA in the truest sense. Heavy additions of wheat and oats create a lush mouthfeel. We wallop this one with some of our favorite American hops, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Simcoe in the Whirlpool and Dry Hop. Notes of ripe, ripe orange peel, fresh picked tangerine, and citrus. An all-day crusher that won't tire the, the palate. And I'm just going to open it here. Eight, another crusher. Yeah. <laughs> the theme. <laughs> hey, you had shared a picture of that one early in the week, right? I was wondering where I saw that logo. Yeah, and I did. I did have this one before the other day. Uh, it is. It's pretty. It it's fairly light on the taste, so it's definitely you know again, kind of a good summer hot day, crushable. I guess you'd say, IPA, something that's easy to drink. I guess some would say. <laughs> they do have a beer called Shroot Wit. <laughs> so, it says, "Would an idiot order this?" That's the kind of wit. Dwight Schrute is known for. <laughs> Are they in large distribution? Because they could get sued for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think they're they're probably just risking it. Uh, you know, with the especially with the the back to the the whole back to the future thing here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how they're getting away with that, but 
It was kind of like the, um, do you remember that there was a Breaking Bud beer? Somebody yeah. made a Breaking Bud beer and it had the whole Breaking Bad like look and feel on the can and everything. And they were sued. Um, though that was a time when I think Breaking Bad was actually still, you know, running and, and still being watched. I think Breaking Bad is a lot different than, you know, just saying shrewd wit. I mean, that could be anything. It's not like the title or anything. But again, the end of that description is the result is a refreshing and crushable ale that only an idiot idiot wouldn't order. Yeah. So crushable is everything. Yeah. So cr- yeah, crushable is, is is big. And you know, I wonder if that's if, if that's kind of a um, I don't know. I, I wonder if it, if the beer comes out and it doesn't have a ton of heavy flavor, if they just call it crushable. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, 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 it sounds like a marketing <laughs> word. Yeah, it's like, oh, this, uh, it's, it's kind of light in flavor. Oh, let's just call it crushable. An IPA that didn't work. <laughs> right, yeah. But this one's, you know, it's, I, you know, I would say it's light in flavor. It's not, it, it's not like it doesn't have any flavor. Um, it's still pretty good. Uh, it, they, do, they do tend to uh, indicate that this is like their kind of key beer. Yeah. Um, so if you see it out there, give it a try. They also say that they're part of this um, something called the uh, Wine and Ale Trail, uh, Wine and Ale Trail of South Jersey. They kind of push that on their site as well, um, and it looks like that's just in that Hamilton town area. Uh, just a bunch of like, I guess there's a bunch of wineries around there, wow. and a couple of breweries. I got together. I couldn't even find like a map of where the breweries. Like I, I was kind of looking for a map. Like here's here's the wine and ale trail, but I, I couldn't find anything like that. There's just like a Facebook page, and um, oh, you can't get that from here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, three threes, you know, good brewery, but you guys need to work on your, uh, your content online here a little bit better. It looks like a. Very basic website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see there's a copyright from 2017, so I guess I'm assuming that's when they started. Um, yeah, things things have been tough recently, so uh, probably having some trouble really launching uh, big. But uh, it's, it's um, possible that Rain Wilson's lawyers have shut them down already. <laughs> <laughs> but they did make uh, the, their beer made it all the way out here, and uh, I think I got this notion township. So. Yeah, I think I've seen that one uh, at different, you know, places, whatever, but very cool. Um, professor. All right, so I have a fairly common beer. It's, 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 it's an older beer. Old it's, an, it's an interesting story. It's a classic. This is the Ballast Point uh, Grapefruit Sculpin. Uh, oh, so yeah. Ballast Sour. Point, uh, it's, it's, it's actually way more bitter than sour. Um, so Ballast Point is a San Diego uh, brewery. It was a San Diego brewery. They started in 90, 96, right? So this was one of the old school IPAs. Uh, they started out of the, they had like an old, like a, like a homebrew supply store. And they, and, and they started out of the back of that. Uh, and from that, from those like humble roots, they, they, they became like this, you know, one of the early sort of uh, craft beers. Uh, it's 
my my experience with it is the, the sculpin. Now, for those who don't know, a sculpin is a fish, and they have a picture of the fish on the can <laughs> and, and the bottle, and however you get it. It's a spiky, poisonous fish, right, that, that has a bit of a bite to it. And that's that's what the beer tastes like. It, it, it's it's got it's really uh, old school West Coast IPA. It's very hoppy. It's seventy IBUs, so it's it's really bitter. Uh, they put a little grapefruit in this version of it, which doesn't really help with the bitterness, but it it, <laughs> it gives it a little bit more. It blends well with the citra with the, with the hops sort of citrusy flavors. And it was one of the one of the early you know this was. One of my introductions to an IPA was the original Ballast Point Sculpin, uh, and it, it 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 is very good. It's it is bitter and hoppy, so it it's the it's a traditional you know piney resin kind of a little bit of fruit in it, but it's 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 bitter. But Ballast Point's interesting because they started they were like one of these early like you know micro brews, which we called them back then, sort of. Companies, uh, they started at at a, at a very small scale. Uh, they were they were then sort of you know sold in. Let's see, what year did they get sold? It was 2015, right? So almost 20 years later, uh, they the constellation, which is the 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 one of the large brand, you know, that's Corona and Modelo. It's a Mexican beer brand. Bought Ballast Point for. One million dollars. <throat> well, don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. Virtucon alone makes over nine billion dollars a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Okay, then. One billion dollars. Wow. Uh, and... So it's, and then the weird thing was a couple of years later, they turned around and sold it to a company in uh, some brewery in Chicago, someplace in Chicago, King's, um, King something, uh, I should look this up, King's and Convicts, uh, a little known brewery out of Chicago. Wow. They sold it for much, much less than a billion uh, to them, and, they, and they're brewing it now. Hmm. And the interesting thing is, you know, when I started researching this online, there's a bit of a, you know, backlash and there's a bit of a, you know, people, it's, it's hard for me to say because, you know, I'm just going off of memory and my memory is shot. But, it, you know, I remember what it tastes like and it tastes kind of the same to me. But a lot of people say like, oh, no, 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 that's not the same beer. Like once they, once they transferred it to the big, the big brewery, it doesn't taste like it used to anymore. Uh, and I don't know if that's just like nostalgia or if there's something to that. It'd be interesting to see if we could dig into that a little further. I don't know how you do that. You would have to go find an old can from then. <laughs> yeah. Back then, back in those days, there were no cans was like frowned upon back in, in the early in right. the 90s and 2000s, right? It was everything. It had to be in bottles. Well, uh, I'm, I'm also wondering, like, I don't know that when I don't remember Sculpin being like the ballast point thing, like their claim to fame. But that seems like it is now, um, and I'm I'm wondering if uh, it was you know did they have different beers that we were drinking back then? Because I I know I've had Ballast Point before. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I had it before like a Sculpin IPA, but I don't remember what what the beer was that yeah that I, I think I, it, I drank it, from them. It, it very well might be 
that the, you know, this is the one, the Sculpin was one that got mass produced after the purchase, right? So that's the one that most people, that, that like a lot more people have had. But if you were drinking Ballast Point in the earlier days, there was a lot more, there was probably a lot more, there, there was a lot more options, right? You could, there was a yeah. bunch of different beers. This might not have been their flagship, but it became their, it became their flagship and marketed as such afterwards. But it's still a pretty good beer. It's still a very good beer, actually. And, you know, it, I, I go through this thing now because, you know, I'm an old man. And, like, I enjoy going to the, to the liquor stores and getting the four packs and, getting, and finding the... But sometimes I just, you know, I'm like, well, I could spend $20 and get these four beers. Or I could get a 12-pack and actually <laughs> drink 12 beers. And, you know, and there's something alluring about that because it's, you know, sometimes I, I enjoy the, the, you know, the original sort of 12-ounce cans, 12 beers. And now there's much better, you know, there's much better beers now than, there, than uh, in, in that format than there used to be. So it's, it's an interesting story. Uh, San Diego is an interesting, you know, it's, it's, yeah. that's a fun city. It's a beach town and it's, uh, you know, I, I like this because it's, you know, one of the earlier microbrews. Like so, and this is this is probably you know we didn't know it. We grew up on the East Coast, right? As as much as like so, we knew like Sam Adams and Pete's Wicked Ale and that type of stuff. But this was this was what was going on out there in the in the early '90s, while the rest of us were drinking you know Budweiser and Heineken. It's funny that um, I, you know I, again I kind of always known about Ballast Point, but I don't remember what the beers were that I drank from them. But it was uh, a lick, liquor a liqueur, I guess. Um, they or there is a liqueur that they produce. It's called Opa, and Opa was uh, the name of my grandfather. Yeah, that's a Greek. Uh, I think it's German, actually. Um, is it? Maybe it's well, Greek yeah. as well. And and so we called him Opa. So when he passed away, we you know we drank like Opa. We whenever the family would get together, we would we would drink Opa. It was like kind of our family thing. And I had to, I had to find some, and I, I had to like, track. I had to like email the the, the um, like Ballast Point distributors or, or whatever you know at, at the company to find out where they where they distribute to in this area, uh, so I could find where I could get it. So that was a liqueur. Uh, I was able to track it. Yeah, it's a it's a liqueur. It's called Opa. Okay. Let's look that up. Also, the, I know I was thinking of it, I was thinking of like Uzo, right? Like that, that, that. I was thinking of that like Greek sort of look, like after dinner shot, and the, you know. But Opus is what they, what, what all the Greeks would say when they smash the plates. <laughs> <laughs> also, I know you didn't listen to the last episode yet, uh, Professor, but we we actually talked about San Diego a little bit. I can't remember what the beer was that. You're drinking, but uh, is it laser cat? Yeah, somebody had something. In San Diego. <laughs> laser cats. <laughs> that was great. That was a good time. Well, when you said uh, Ballast Point, they sold or somebody bought it for a billion yeah. dollars. Someone paid a billion dollars for that. For their, their yeah, that's what. That's what. Um, George Clooney for his te- tequila. I oh, for the tequila, the Casa Amigos. Yeah, because I was looking up. Oh. Price was I didn't know what it was. I thought it was actually more than that, but uh, then I looked up his net worth, and in 2007, Clooney was worth 70 million. But then by 2019, his net worth grown to 500 million dollars. So I guess he was partners with a few people. But yeah, yeah, but 
12 years, your net worth grows $430 million <laughs> because you sell a tequila brand as an actor. <laughs> well, that's, I, I hope the same thing doesn't happen to them because that's a damn good tequila. So if they mass produce it and it loses some of its allure, no. its taste and some of its... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do not know tequila. <laughs> Nor do I want to really, I think. <laughs> I, I felt the same way. Like I went, I because when I, you know, in college you drink like cheap like plastic bottle Cuervo or something and you throw up and the next week <laughs> all you taste is tequila in your mouth and you're like, I never want to do that again. <laughs> so then I was in I was in San Francisco and uh, you know, working for this company and my boss takes me out to this fancy like tequila bar. And it was one that now they're all over the place, but it was one of the early ones. And I was like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 you got to try this. And so, you know, he would order, he ordered like some top shelf stuff. And he was like, you just sip it like a whiskey. And oh, it, it's good. Like there's a difference there. You start to realize it's, it's sort of like saying, well, I don't, I don't like, you know, I don't like vodka because I drank pop off once. And <laughs> it's like, it's, it's different, there's different levels to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. Because that's brewed from what plant is that? The agave. Agave. It's sort of like a cactus, succulent, yeah, kind of like a yucca plant kind of thing. Yeah. So there's probably, you know, the soil conditions, everything matters. And I think it has a lot to do with, yeah, and the brewing process, you know, like I, distilling, I guess it's it's called. Because they, you know, they, all of the, all I've, I, all of the, the hard liquors, when they distill them, something about like the way you distill it, you know, what comes out of the tap first, that's like the best. And then the next batch, then if you let it go another couple minutes, then it's, so it's like, if you're doing Johnny Walker, it's like the blue comes out first <laughs> and then some of the, then some of the black and then finally the red, right? Like <laughs> it depends on how, uh, on how long they're, they're brewing it. And, and yeah, when they take it. Is that true? Is that really where those, the, differences come with that uh no not not necessarily i mean it, that's sort of an analogy because like the actual green and blue uh, of johnny walker they, they come from different blends so that's a different sort of thing very cool yeah i'm trying to, i'm trying to look it up here um my neighbor distills tequila and i can't remember what it's called um it's some kind of organic uh tequila i actually haven't tried it yet he he gave us a bottle. Uh, I'll have to, you know what? I'll 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 bring it on another episode and and open it up and try it. Where does he get the agave? I I don't know. <laughs> he brews it in his like garage or something. I'm just wondering if it grow, like does it grow in your part of New Jersey? Or I thought it, I thought it like. No, grows in the I don't desert. necessarily. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily know that it's it's distilled here. It could be somewhere else. Uh, or he could be like shipping in the plant and then Hold distilling on. it. I'll get the bottle. Like Just that. give me one second. I'll be right back. All right. Well, while he's gone, Professor, did you watch the end of the uh, NBA? I uh, forget who it was yesterday. The the one basketball game that was on. Oh, the, yeah. The, 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 so when uh, playoff P, when Paul George missed, missed the two free throws and then the yeah, game went yeah. dunk. Now, <laughs> I, was, I thought on an inbounds pass, because, again, I, I don't really watch basketball. I just love college basketball, not NBA. But – like on an inbounds pass, you can't throw it right to a guy that's going to dunk it. Like the ball has to – no. maybe that doesn't even make any sense. I guess that was a legal play. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he threw it up right to the hoop, and the guy dunked it in, and that was obviously the game. Yeah, and you can't shoot, but you, but yeah, that but was a clear alley-oop, so it wasn't – wasn't, that good. ball wouldn't have gone in. Oh, it wasn't I think a shot. that was what I was saying. You can yeah. alley-oop from an inbounds pass. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Usually people defend that, but apparently not in this case. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I Wouldn't you do that every single time? Like <laughs> You're throwing it anywhere near. Just throw it to a guy that's going to jump and dunk it. But that was pretty crazy. And yeah, missing those two because I was at um, Applebee's today after we went hiking and I went to take my kids to Applebee's and they had the game on. It was like a fast replay of it. Oh, so right, right when we were leaving, we saw the uh, the that shot. And yeah, yeah, that was an amazing shot. Yeah. Playoffs are weird this year because it's like, you know, LeBron's out. Now KD and the Nets are out. It's like, who's going to win this? Thing? I think this, this is probably, you know, Giannis's chance if he's going to win it it's going to be this year but that was my question with that i wasn't i mean obviously it was legal because it finished that way but it just didn't i thought that that was not allowed yeah no. it, it's uh, technically a pass so it's yeah, legal. True. true passing a shot yeah flex what'd you find called salento um i don't know it just says it's made in small batches from a single estate yeah if you look it up salento organic tequila aged for 18 months in american oak bath Interesting. I mean, if it's tequila, that means it's brewed from agave. So, that, like, yeah. that's like if, if it's whiskey, it's brewed from yeah, hundred yeah, percent agave. I keep saying brewed because it's brews on beer, but they don't brew tequila. It's still- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you. Uh, another one of the Rusty Rail Brewing was. I think it was called Dread, Dread Wolf, but it was like I think Bastardos uh, would like this. It was a bourbon oh. barrel aged stout. I, I thought for a split second you were going to say Dread Pirate Roberts, and then I would be all in. But my, my daughter was rolling down. We were at like a park or something recently, and she's rolling down the hill. And I'm like, okay, now when you do that, you have to say, <laughs> as you wish. As you wish. Of course, she would say it like this. As you wish. <laughs> as you wish. No, no, no. You have to drag it out. Uh, this is this is a... I, this is a bonus stream, uh, Andre the Giant doctor, documentary. I have to look up what it's called. I don't remember what it's called right now. But the Andre, Andre the Giant documentary that we watched on HBO Max was really good. Vicini, he can fuss. Fuss, fuss. Thing you like to scream at us. Probably he means no harm. He's very, very short on charm. You have a great gift for Ryan. Yes, yes. Some of the time. Enough of that! Percy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, we all be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it! Anybody want a peanut? Yeah! It's the history of his life and, and all of that. And and actually, uh, it, Carrie, Carrie Yules, whatever his name is, you know, Wesley and, uh, and Robin... Uh, Robin Wright are in are in the documentary. They they talk about how you know, and I think Billy Crystal actually is in there as well. Talking was that released that. a long time ago? Yeah, it was. It, it's it's kind of old now. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I watched that. It's good. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, I, mean, I I watched it. Was a while. I think I watched it like six, like seven years ago, eight years longer than that. I think. Is that your stream of the week? No, no, it's not. That was my bonus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You said that. We just talking. We just talking about Princess Bride. So. Oh, I don't. I don't know Princess Bride, so I didn't know that was a quote from that. Oh, oh yes, come on. 
That, that's your homework is to go watch a Princess Bride because yeah. <laughs> everyone needs to see that movie. You got to watch it with your kids, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Not during sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sexy time, uh, this past Father's Day, Foo Fighters played at uh, the Garden. I don't know if you we. I think we might have hinted at that last week. Yep. I know that had nothing to do with sexy time, but. But uh, and Dave Chappelle took the stage, and they did a cover yeah. of Radiohead's "Creep." <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, interesting. That, that's what I would sound like if I were to sing. <laughs> but that must have been an amazing, amazing show if you somehow got got into that. But well, they're also doing that whole like DGs thing now, right? Like they they're doing like their disco like DGs covers. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something about that. What is that? Is it an album they're coming out with, or is it just like a tour thing? Yeah, they released they released an album uh, called you know the DGs, which is basically Dave Grohl's initials, uh, and it's it's mostly BG's covers and a couple and I think one other disco song or two. <laughs> hmm. I haven't heard it yet, but it's really pretty good. I was kind of impressed that I, um, you know, my son kind of listens to like all different kinds of music, but he's always, he's, he's like a huge historian, but he's always been into like older music, but you know, he, he gets a lot of his musical influences from video games like, um, Fallout and Bioshock. He loves yeah. those games and they, there's like, you know, this kind of like old school style music that they play in those video games so he he would listen to a lot of that stuff but um he, he's got a really diverse musical uh taste and i actually I, I had to get out of the car for something and i came back and he was playing metallica so i was kind of happy about that <laughs> nice so that was, then i was telling him about the uh the show we went to that was um metallica guns and roses and faith no more I was playing, you know, some of the older Metallica and I was playing uh, some Faith No More for him. Yeah, he's he's really into he's he's into like listening to different types of music. He's really into that. He's got a, he actually put a podcast together called um, something like Jumpin' Jivin' and Swingin' or something where he he just you know he'll pick like a song and then he'll talk you know talk about that song and the historical significance of it and kind of interesting. Oh, that sounds cool. I'd listen to that. 
Uh, but that, that Metallica, that, I remember that that Metallica Guns N' Roses Faith No More. That that, that was a giant stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, they played like three nights there. I went to two of them. Uh, one of them I remembered. The other one I didn't <laughs> because I had already seen it once. So the, I went once for the show and once for the party. <laughs> well worth it, I'm sure. I, I was, I was also playing. Um, I also played for him, uh, Sanitarium. And then I played the sweater song by Weezer, and I was telling the story where the um, the guy from Weezer said that you know he's like, years later I realized that I stole the melody for the sweater song from yeah. uh, from Sanitarium. <laughs> Posted this in, in our text thread before, but like, listen to Metallica's um, "Fade to Black" on "Ride the Lightning," okay, and then listen to um, "Goodbye Blue Sky" by Pink Floyd. It's the same exact chord really? It's the same song. <laughs> Metallica, the hardest like thrash metal band of the t- of the time, actually, like the, one of their ballads is just a Pink Floyd song. It's it's crazy. I love that song. I'm, I I'm, love depending, that. I'm, I'm really counting on the editor, the, our wonderful editor of this podcast, to put something together <laughs> to back me up on this. But if you, if I, not, I'm gonna have to, to listen to that. that. I, I love that song, Goodbye Blue Sky, and I love the transition. It's it's Goodbye Blue Sky into, oh, what, what's the transition? Um, I, I know it. Mother? No, it, no, it ends up being um, Young Lust, but there's another song oh, in there yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Empty Spaces. Yeah, it goes Goodbye Blue Sky, and then there's this like little transitionary song called Empty Spaces. And then it goes into Young Lust. I love, I love that transition there. Did, 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 did you see the frightened ones? Did, 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 did you hear the falling bombs? The flames are all long gone, but the pain lingers on. Goodbye, blue sky. Goodbye. 
All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off my new segment of uh, listening to a podcast, former podcast sober, and realizing, oh, here's the stuff I should have said. <laughs> the last episode we talked, you know, there, there was a, there was a really funny bit about MythBusters and lightsabers, <laughs> and and I was I was like screaming at my radio driving to work. Like, why wasn't I saying anything about this? Because like, I have I have a lot to say about MythBusters, but apparently it was the final ten minutes of the podcast, and I was out of it. But <laughs> so I want to I want to tell my MythBusters story. <laughs> um, MythBusters was a really great show. It was filmed in San Francisco when I was living there, and so uh, my own like one. It's a great show. You know, I'm a scientist. They do a lot of cool science stuff. They test myths and they do a bunch and they really break it down and use scientific method, right? Like they, they, they have a hypothesis and they test it and they prove it or disprove it. Uh, and, you know, they've done really cool things like, you know, they figured out that like if you, they figured they took a can, like an air cannon and fired a cannonball out of it and figured out, okay, the cannonball leaves at 50 miles an hour. If we were to put it on the back of a truck and drive it 50 miles an hour the other way, what's going to happen? And they filmed it in, in like time lapse. And sure enough, like if you drive 50 miles an hour this way and it fires 50 miles an hour that way, the cannonball just comes out and falls straight down. Drops. That's cool. <laughs> but my own personal connection to that is so like, there, it was a great show. There was these two older guys, Jamie and Adam, and they were the main two. But then there was these three younger ones, uh, uh, the, the woman Carrie and Grant who, Oddly, you know, recently died, actually. Uh, he had a brain aneurysm at 49. It's a horrible story. Uh, and Tori Belechi. Those three were like the junior Mythbusters, although they were in their 20s, I guess, at the time. Uh, but they would, they would do, other, like, do other things and mainly blow stuff up. But whenever they had uh, an animal-related sort of myth that they were testing, they went, to this, they went to their vet. And that was the same vet that we went to in San Francisco. So we shared a vet. <laughs> So I remember watching the episode where they go see Mike Moran at, you know, Presidio Veterinary Clinic, which is right on, it's up in Laurel Heights, up on California, just down the street from the hospital my kids were born in. And that's, that's the vet that we would go to. And, and you know, uh, and he, he shows up on the thing and, you know, and uh, so it was really cool to see, like, you know, when I was living there, they, they, they filmed in San Francisco. All of that, a lot of the stuff was in the Alameda, like right across the bay, in the in, in the, the the old navy yard there, that's where they blew up a lot of their stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was just such a cool show, and it, it was really you know, I like I felt bad after listening to that podcast that I didn't stand up and and <laughs> shout about what a great show MythBusters was because I was too incoherent to do so. So yeah, that watched, is crap I should I have said in the last episode. Well, you've times. redeemed yourself. Now, I, don't know if you, I was looking up something, Professor, but I don't know if you saw that one of the assistant uh, Mythbusters died. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Grant, his name is Grant Imahara. Yeah. He, was, he had a brain aneurysm, like, you know, like the old Kevin Smith thing. Like, he had an aneurysm in the pool, and, like, that's an obscure reference. <laughs> but, yeah, he, you know, there's, there's three of them, the three younger ones, which, you know, who yeah, girl. were, like, the junior Mythbusters. And yeah. two older guys, and it was it was just weird when you heard like oh, one of the younger ones actually died. Yeah. All right. What do you, what are you streaming, Flex? Well, no, actually, I just wanted to comment on something because okay. um, this guy Grant, the guy that that passed away, 
Yeah. Um, so I'm just I was just kind of looking up, you know, a little bit about him. Um, it says he was he was a live action role playing gamer, as revealed on uh, as revealed on White Rabbit Project. Yeah, um, yeah. They, that's the other. I mean, I guess that's the other reason I like the show because they were complete nerds. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So live uh, action so, role playing gaming is you know LARPing. Have you ever heard of that term? No, what is it's that? Basically, like when you so Dungeons and Dragons is a role playing game where a bunch of people sit around a table and have papers with characters and you yeah, and a dungeon it's master storytelling. The whole, you, you, I'm explaining it to the audience, our audience of thousands. <laughs> I know you felt you're aware of what Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> but like like that's a tabletop game. What they would do is the same sort of thing, but they would dress up and go out in the woods and act it out as opposed to just you know <laughs> okay so Bold this up. is um this is monsters and mazes have you ever seen that movie yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. starring tom hanks the early like one of his first movies it's called monsters and mazes where they did exactly that yeah they went out yeah. and they mazes and monsters is a far out game swords poison spells battles maiming killing hey it's all imagination is it that came out at the time sorry to cut that's that came out at the time when when Dungeons and Dragons was like somebody was playing d d and they killed themselves and everyone lost their mind so like that movie was really sort of like blacklisted or by you know by like the the PRMC and all the the, the conservatives of the time saying like oh, we can't let our kids watch this we can't let our kids watch this <laughs> yeah yeah I remember that okay so I'm also seeing here he was credited for his work in updating the aging R2-D2 robots for the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Yeah, like the whole Mythbusters, like they, they started as special effects guys. So their whole, they're like their day job before they started filming this was like doing special effects for movies and stuff like that. So that's why they have this big shop and they would do, you know, different things. So it, it does, yeah, it, it's... And they're in San Francisco where LucasArts is, so he probably mm. uh, did some did, did a little bit of work over there. So it seems like it's not on the air anymore. Like they stopped. No. Coming. No, it went on it, it, it was on for a long time. It started in 2003 or something like that and went to 2017. Yeah, then, then it went off. Then it was on sci-fi for like two more years, but that 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 was like a, you know, they tried to reboot it and it didn't quite work. I'll have to check it out. I mean, I know I, I've I've seen like bits and pieces of it here and there, but uh, yeah, at this point, you could probably YouTube most of it. Like, you know, just if yeah. you just YouTube MythBusters, you've you've watched enough of it to to, to get some entertainment value. Yeah. So, uh, the the show that I've been streaming recently is Loki on uh, on Disney Disney Plus. And I haven't, right. I mean, so this is a Marvel Universe sort of That's right. Series. Yeah. Marvel Universe, um, it's, it involves Loki, who's the, the trickster god and the brother of Thor. Um, he's kind of the bad guy throughout. I mean, he's kind of, he's mostly, I guess, seen as a bad guy, but he's a little bit, you know, he's, he's kind of helps out the good guys sometimes, but, um, I think he's mostly a bad guy. And, uh, kind of conniving and backstabbing and there's there's a part in 
one of the it's either Infinity War or Endgame where he like he grabs something, one of the Infinity Stones, um, and it it like transports him back in time, or like he disappears and you don't know what happened to him. And this is kind of taking off from there um, to show you what happened to him. And it's kind of weird in that it's like a, it's just like a total spinoff. Like, I, I feel like this could be its own show or, you know, they're using him as a character that people know and they're, you know, the, his traits and attributes, but. Right. But I mean, they're writing really a just, completely different it's, story. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a time cops type of story, not to give too much yeah. away, but that you learn that pretty early on. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird. It kind of reminds me a little bit of sometimes of the show called Legion, which I think was on USA Network, um, which also was a Marvel uh, universe. Yeah, I think it was. Right. I think it was a Marvel universe thing, and it, it was. was DC. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was comic related. Yeah, he was. He's this. I thought it was maybe X Men related or something. I, I don't remember, but yeah, I think it is X Men related. I think he's like the yeah, son of uh, Professor X, and. It's like that show. If you ever watch that show, Legion, it's really weird. Like, there's just crazy, like, women with mustaches and like all this weird stuff. Um, and it, it, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Boys um, wearing pink, <laughs> cats with dog ears. It was, uh, it's crazy. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. But, uh, um, what was I going to... Oh, so, and uh, it stars Owen Wilson, who's, he's pretty good in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a little bit of this strangeness to it and, uh, kind of a... a spin-off um tangential unrelated at least at this point uh the first two episodes that i've seen unrelated um you know st- well totally related to the the broader mcu storyline but uh it could be its own like story like it's just you don't need to know anything about the marvel characters really yeah exactly um, they do exactly. they do touch on things that happened in the past obviously and stuff but um you know it's it's just a totally different story uh, but it seems cool. I mean, I you know I'm, I haven't watched any of the the other uh, spinoff shows that they've done, like WandaVision or um, Falcon and the the Winter Soldier. But um, definitely watching this one. It's kind of cool. Also watched Doctor Strange. Still, I'm still trying. We're still trying to get through the um, chronological. The entire yeah, the chronological order of all the movies. Um, watch Doctor Strange. I I really like that. I know. I think it's like not a really highly rated um, movie or character, uh, but I really like it. I mean, it's basically the concept is like they're wizards essentially, and it you know it explains so, like like they're they're casting spells and stuff, but it kind of explains it in a different way. Um, so I, I I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was pretty cool. I once you finish the chronological ordering. And watching every movie, I want you to rank them and put them in like, you know, that'd be an interesting sort of exercise. <laughs> can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. There you are. Better. I lost my Wi-Fi, so I was... 
Let's okay, so um, I want you to recap everything that we just talked about over the last five I see, minutes. I, did hear <laughs> I was surprised to, to not hear one thing. And I think that one thing was called, was it Sweet Tooth? Yes, that, that is my official screen for the week. I've been talking about oh, it. I thought, you, that is my <laughs> I thought you discussed yours. No? No, we didn't. We didn't yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Then I then I jumped. But since you brought it up, that's in a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> so curious. My official stream of the week. It, well, I, I had two: uh, Black Summer and Sweet Tooth. They're both dystopian. They're both kind of interesting. But I'll I'll do Sweet Tooth in the sense that, it, you know, it's. So my wife described Sweet Tooth, and I thought this was really, like, almost spot on. As like, it's like The Walking Dead, but cuter. So it's, it's, there's an apocalypse, there's a virus that goes around, but instead of zombies, what happens is they get hybrid children that are part animal and part, you know, human. And of course, the, the, the normal humans like react like with typical human reaction of fear and anger and hatred <laughs> and, you know, hunt down some of these things because, because it's unclear and still unclear as to what, how the virus showing up and killing people and the birth of the hybrids, it happened at the same time. So they have to be sort of related in some way, but people don't know how. So, so the pe some people are like, well, clearly the hybrid showed up when the virus comes and, and it's their fault that we're all dying. And so they hunt down and try to kill all the hybrids, right? But then, but then there's other people like, this has nothing to do with it. They're just, they're, they're, they're people just like the rest of us. And so the really cool thing about it is, you know, it's really well done. It's really well done. It's well cast. It's well filmed, and it's well written. Like, so it's uh, you know uh, Will Forte uh, from uh, you know, from yeah. Saturday Night Live and from uh, MacGruber, which is one of my favorite movies, but it's not a very it's not a PG thirteen movie. That's that that should go back to the don't watch with your kids movie, but it's hilarious. That was also an SNL spinoff, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was a skit. And it's funny as a skit. When yeah. they went the movie, they went raunchy. They went completely all oh, okay. It was but it's hilarious. Wasn't he also uh, the in uh The Last Person on Earth or whatever it was yeah, called? Yeah, and Last Man on Earth, which we could have a whole other podcast on that show because that show was <laughs> awesome and they yeah. ended it prematurely and I'm angry about it. But that's <laughs> <laughs> But but this could happen to Sweet Tooth as well because the way they wrote it it ended on a cliffhanger, right? Like, and I don't know if there's another season. I haven't looked it up. I don't know if there's another season or not. Maybe there is, and they knew that. But if they didn't, it's, they, they pretty much got a lot it. of. It seems like it's got a big, uh, you know, kind of a strong backing. So I think. Yeah, I think I think they'll probably know it. But it's 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 really so. And the other thing, like I said, it's beautifully filmed. It's filmed in New Zealand. Like I had to look it up because it was so beautiful. Like, they're, they're traveling the countryside, and there's all these like the aesthetic of it is really really great. There's all this nature. And outdoor shots. They're supposed to be in the U.S. They're supposed to be trying to get to Colorado. So I'm like, where are they film this? And I was like, oh, it's in New Zealand. It's not quite Colorado, but it's beautiful. <laughs> the, the, the scenery and the way they have it all set up. Did Did you see Frodo in the background? Yeah, you know, Frodo. The, you go past the yeah. There's the Shire and the rivers of lava from Mordor. <laughs> oh god! Was, was anybody walking through the the lava of Mordor? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody walking, trying to walk through it, burning off their legs. <laughs> What was the name of that movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> did, did you watch that clip? I'm sorry to, to derail this, but did you watch the clip that I, I put in, in the show notes there? Oh, no, I didn't, know that, no I didn't even see there was a clip in that. 
Oh, oh yeah. I put I put the clip of that that scene in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, it's the I'll most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine. I, I was. I totally understand what you're saying with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Resume. All right, but so like the story is really cool because there's all these people, but like the way they tell the story is from the perspective of like the, one of the very first ones, the very first one. And, and this is sort of, I guess, tying into topical news as well, where they're sort of like, this was all lab created, what happened here. And so the very first child, uh, you know, escapes, like, so the uh, Will Forte and this child, he, he knows like, oh, this is gonna go bad. So they just, they just like, we're getting out of here. They escape into the woods. And like, when I, as soon as I saw this scene, I, I realized you guys, this is this is just for you guys only. But you guys have to watch this because he's hiking into the woods with the most massive backpack <laughs> on his back. It's a complete turtle man out, like because he just packed everything he had, and that's the joke. Is he packed uh, everything he had, and, they, and he goes walking into the woods with this baby. <laughs> uh, well, it's unfortunate so that we don't have Bastardo on here because he would I know, have I know. infinite, <laughs> infinite com commentary on this. Um, but so, this, so he goes into the woods with, with, with the baby and raises him to be like, I guess the kid's probably around 10 or 12. I can't remember the, the age of the kid. Maybe he's a little younger than that. Seven. No, he's probably 10, 10 or 12, somewhere around there. Uh, and, and then, you know, eventually strangers start to show up. And as the strangers show up, like he's hiding out in the middle of Yellowstone Park, right? Like in the middle of nowhere. So like uh, no one, no one finds him. But then eventually someone does. And then as soon as he gets in contact with the human race again, because he's been gone the whole time, he immediately gets sick and dies. Spoiler. <laughs> oh. and, and, and then and the kid like has to venture out into the world and then see what the society's like. And then there's this whole other side oh, story wow. about like a doctor who's trying to cure it. And it, it's, it's really good and it's really well done. So I would, I would highly recommend watching season one of Sweet Tooth on Netflix. And, I mean, it's been just hyped, a, but I think the hype is worth it. When you, when you say that they're killing, so that, you know, the, the virus comes and they're killing the hybrids, are they killing children? Yeah. Oh. Because they don't see them as human. I mean, it didn't start that way. It's, it's kind of hard to wait. It's weird the way they sort of lay it out. In the beginning, in the very beginning, when it's first happening, they're like, oh, okay, that's weird. That's weird. But then as, years, as the years go by, there's this group called the Last Men where they basically hunt down and, you know, round them up. Hmm. And just to get the the, uh, the listeners caught up on your backpack reference, um, so most most of the uh, <clears throat> most of the bros that are on this on this podcast uh, have, have have and still go backpacking um, at least once a year. And uh, Pearl's brother, um, who has not not been on the podcast, I don't know if he ever will. Uh, I'll be today. Want to be, but uh, he he overpacks he's been we, he has been backpacking for years probably decades at this point and every trip he overpacks and it's it's ridiculous and he you know <laughs> very frequently it, it it results in us all being slowed down um by his overpacking or there's some impact us to everybody his crap <laughs> <laughs> or us having to stash his stuff on the side of the road and come back and pick it up later. <laughs> so uh, that that was the the reference. Wait, really quick, can you hear me? Yep. Yes. 
Oh, okay. Because it, it said it went out again, so I didn't know what was happening. No, but you, you're loud and clear. What's your stream? My stream is, um, it's on Hulu. Um, Hulu really doesn't have much new that, stuff that comes out. It's, I forget what was on it that I watched. I think it was one of the Stephen King books. I think, um, what is that? <laughs> this is, is this my father's, my father's a gift from my daughter. Is a oh, picture nice. of the solar opposite. <laughs> awesome. I actually thought it was like a like a professional shot from the the show. No, no, she, she that drew is, that. I think she wow. traced it. But she drew. She drew. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's quick, quick good. tangent regarding that. Um, before you jump into Hulu. this, pro. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, just a quick quick comment. Um, my daughter's been watching a show called Big City Greens or Big Big City Greens or something. Um, it's about like it's kind of like a country people that that live in the city um but there was one episode where it was about uh th this girl she always makes these really elaborate like you know toothpick head replicas of the father's head for father's day and gives them these weird you know presents that she made like herself and <laughs> her brother her little brother always gives them these like like a, a napkin with like a coupon on it for a hug and stuff like that and you know they they, they kind of get into this competition she's like well you know, dad just says he likes your coupons because he can't say he doesn't like something. And, you know, he but he really likes my thing. And they have this like big they have this contest where then they start they start making him like um, like really you know crappy stuff and seeing if he'll still say that he likes it. Then they, <laughs> then they go the opposite route. That's great. <laughs> yeah, then they find like something that he he uh, it's spiders. Like he hates spiders. He's scared of spiders. So they give him a box of spiders. <laughs> and they're like, "Here's our gift to you. Like, tell us if you really like it." <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that has nothing to do with your daughter's artwork. I think that that looked uh, awesome. No. Honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, my stream was uh, on Hulu. It's uh, called The First. Um, what lured me in was the uh, main actor, Sean Penn. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys love Sean Penn as much as I do. Uh, Jeff Spicoli. Um, well, I go back to At Close Range. I think that was just a, an amazing, amazing movie uh, with Christopher Walken. But, uh, yeah, so it was him. And I thought this was new. I thought I didn't look at the uh, year for when it came out, but it actually came out in 2018. And uh, I've only, again, this is similar to a lot of my uh, shows that I watch. I've only watched two episodes. So I thought I needed to do research for the whole plot to see where I was going to go. And unfortunately, when I looked it up, I found out that uh, Hulu canceled uh, the series. <laughs> so after one season, that was no. it. So it just looked interesting. Mm -hmm. So the plot of it is it's they want to travel to Mars. So they want it, it's the astronauts that want to be the first humans to go to Mars. Season uh excuse me, episode one starts with almost like the countdown of the of the rocket launch. Um very quickly it gets into it. Uh for the reason being that as the rocket does launch and all the people are watching, uh very similar to um the Challenger. Um, I think they actually might have used footage or similar footage of it. It explodes. Um, so all the astronauts die. And that episode and the next episode is about, you know, hey, we really want to do this. Do we get back up there? I'm not sure if Sean Penn's role in it right now. 
Um, he just seems to be really involved in everything about the space launch, but uh, that was pretty much it. But um, it, it does look good. Um, you know, I think they had stated when I looked it up that it was kind of slow moving. Um, it kind of got out of the actual space travel to go to uh, Mars and more into the, you know, specifics of it. But I thought it was uh, interesting how they played out the uh, explosion of the uh, rocket in the first one where they it was a, there was a lucky coin that everybody kissed. Every astronaut kissed this coin and it was supposedly lucky. And then they put it in their pocket and they launched to outer space. The coin was in an astronaut's pocket. It falls out and lands right where like those side rockets on on when they launched in outer space where they released. And when mm -hmm. it releases, the coin was blasted into the main fuel thing and punctures a hole in it because it gets launched at like, you know, bullet speed. And that's what caused the explosion. So it was um, pretty sad mm -hmm. as to that aspect of it. But, you know, very, very basic. But again, Sean Penn, I think he's just a great actor. But unfortunately, again, I found, unfortunately found out it was canceled after uh, season one. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe somebody else buys it. I mean, Hulu's very small. They don't have many new releases. You go to them all the time. There's really nothing new there. I know they had the 112263, the Stephen King um, book on that, which which I enjoyed. It was a whole series, but maybe somebody else will buy them out. And you know, you can't fail with Sean Penn. I feel so. so. Uh, I I have uh, I have Hulu Live, so that's where I go. I, I'm, I've cut the cord entirely, so that's that's where I go for my network TV. So, uh, question, quick question on that. Do you get all of the local channels? Yeah. And what's the cost? Uh, good question. Okay. Um, oh, I just, anyway. It, it depends on, it, there's like a base price, which is, I want to say 55, somewhere in that range. Uh, but then like, then they add add-ons for like the DVR and then multiple screens and all of that. So I think I pay probably close to 70 or 80. Okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's so hard to, like, get away from, I mean, I, I haven't had cable for, I'm sorry, I know this is a complete derailing tangent here, but I haven't had cable for years, but I use Sling, and yeah. it's, I mean, it's it's $35 if you just do the, there's these weird configurations, but I right now I'm just, I'm paying $35, and I can, I can get over, I use over the air um, for some of the for, for basically for some of the local channels, and I basically get NBC and Fox, and then for the others I have to use over the air. But they have this this kind of like integrated, you know, DVR system and everything for the over the air, and it, you know, it mostly works. But it, you know, it seems like if you really want to get all the local channels and everything, and, and it's mainly for sports, really. Um, that you, you you've got to pay that like seventy dollars a month. There's really no, no yeah, way I mean, you, around it. Yeah, it's it's. You, I think the very basic Hulu packages, Hulu Live, is around fifty or sixty. So it's not. Yeah, it's it's in that. I mean, you, YouTube TV is sixty five. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was comparing because I was going back and forth between YouTube TV and Hulu. But I had already I had Hulu when we when we first moved up here. We were living in an apartment, and I had Hulu then, and it worked okay. So I just went back to that. But all right, so I will I'll bring it back to, to to I said 
to Pearl's uh, um, stream, right? Like, did we talk about this on the podcast? Like the Challenger explosion. You remember watching that in school? Yeah, we we did. Uh, we did cover that, did right? Okay, that. you can cut this part out then. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's still. Yeah, I was just listening to something recently, actually, when they were talking about about that and how you know most people think that that people were watching it live and most people weren't watching it live. Actually, I was, I was, I, I think our school, well, we, yeah, we went to the same school, right? You were in uh, Lake Riviera. So I think, um, I think they were playing it. Were, were you in school that day? Were they playing it live? Yeah, yeah. we were class? in sixth grade. We were in different sixth grade classes. I had Mr. Rosamelia and you, <laughs> so I was down the other end of the hall. But yeah, I remember the, I remember the TV being wheeled in and watching it. And then like yeah. this thing happening and then the TV immediately being wheeled out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny at all, but um, yeah, no. I, so I was actually homesick that day and I didn't, I didn't see it live, but you know, I saw like right after it happened, they were, and then, you know, of course they're like playing it over and over again. They would, they wouldn't do that now. Um, yeah. Right. But it's like when that guy broke his leg in the uh, NCAA basketball oh, yeah, game and they, they showed it once, and that was it. They're like, "Oh my god, we cannot show this again." Um, but yeah, no, I I'm, I was kind of trying to look up this show, the first, and why it wasn't. You know, it sounds really interesting. Like it sounds good, and I'm just curious why it wasn't. Um, I was picked up. Picked up again. Uh, the audience just didn't materialize for it, so I guess they didn't have a big enough audience. I think it's tough for Hulu. Um, there's not a lot of people that, you know, I, I think Hulu's probably at the bottom of the barrel, especially when, yeah. you know, things like HBO Max are coming out and it is coming out. And, you know, a lot of people have Amazon because they have Amazon Prime. Yep. Um, a lot of people have Disney because it's Disney. Uh, HBO, you know, kind of has its own thing. I, I would, I'd see like, you know, Paramount. But but yeah, so you have, you have a... Like some people have cable, some people have sling, but that's that. Like I said, the reason I'm at Hulu is because that's where that's where I have to go to watch TV, where I watch regular TV, and so you know, yeah. watch all the like you know, RuPaul's Drag Race and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I honestly, a lot of I, probably most people still have cable, and they yeah, yeah. they get these other streaming services on top of that. They haven't cut the cord yet, and so the the what. What's Hulu offering? It's offering some old shows, um, you know, some of these like one-off things, like I guess Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty, and you know, what are those college kids? Okay, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what else? The Handmaid's Tale, like that's yeah, that's the other one, right? Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, one one show that I I, I want to I'd like to check out because it sounds really interesting historically. Is this Atlantic Crossing? I'm not sure what what that's on. But it's um, it's about Norway during World War II, and how like the Germans were trying to. Um, oh, here we go! Every episode, every episode comes back to Hitler. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going with uh, I thought with every episode Pearl disappears, but um, now he's back. So. No, yeah, no. Check, check it out. It's, it's called Atlantic Crossing, and this, the story is like it's it's just about Norway during World War II and how they were. I guess they were kind of like um, were they um, not 
taking a side in the war. What's yeah, that called? Uh, all Scandinavian countries were sort of neutral. Yeah, it's in neutral. Thank you. So um, I think they were neutral, but Germany wanted to like um, integrate with them. I guess you could say like they wanted you know their soldiers to mate with the uh, the <laughs> Norwegians because they thought they were like a a good <laughs> like, a that we're calling that? Okay. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds interesting, uh, historically, but I'm not sure. I think that might be on Hulu as well. Let me take a look on PBS. I'm not sure. Well, it was, it was quite similar. I mean, that's, you know, the show didn't make it, but I do think that as you were saying, because Hulu is not, you know, most people, like you said, it's bottom of the barrel, don't have it. Uh, and hopefully it'll get picked up by something else. But again, I'm only maybe two episodes in, so it's 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 worth checking out. It looks like it was well done to start, but we'll see. I guess it falls off as you go through. Um, shit. Um, yeah, that was it. All right, good deal. Well, this um, I think that about does it. This is a. Another great episode here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for jumping on. Wait, when are we and... starting to record? <laughs> yeah, we got to try to keep up with a, a weekly pace here um, as much as we can. But uh, yeah, good time. Thanks, guys. And all right, thanks. Good night. Have a good night. Shout out to all the bros in India.